Job feels abandoned and alone with his troubles. He struggles to get an answer from God or even to feel as if he is in God's presence. A reading from the book of Job. Job said, Today also my complaint is bitter. His hand is heavy despite my groaning. Oh, that I knew where I might find him, that I might come even to his dwelling. I would lay my case before him and fill my mouth with arguments. I would learn what he would answer me and understand what he would say to me. Would he contend with me in the greatness of his power? No, but he would give heed to me. There an upright person could reason with him, and I should be acquitted forever by my judge. If I go forward, he is not there, or backward, I cannot perceive him. On the left he hides, and I cannot behold him. I turn to the right, but I cannot see him. God has made my heart faint. The Almighty has terrified me. If only I could vanish in darkness, and thick darkness would cover my face. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. The psalm appointed for this morning is Psalm 22, found on page 4 of your service book. Would you please stand as we sing together?
Please be seated. Jesus' example in the face of temptation and trial helps us to know God's mercy. By living in Christ, we need not fear God's judgment. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. The word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing until it divides soul from spirit, joints from marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And before him no creature is hidden, but all are naked and laid bare to the eyes of the one to whom we must render an account. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but we have one who in every respect has been tested as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore approach the throne of grace with boldness, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. As Jesus was setting out on a journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God. You know the commandments. You shall not do murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. He said to him, Teacher, I have kept all these since my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, You lack one thing. Go, sell what you own, and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. When he heard this, he was shocked and went away grieving, for he had many possessions. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were perplexed at these words. But Jesus said to them again, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were greatly astounded and said to one another, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, For mortals it is impossible, but not for God. For God, all things are possible. Peter began to say to him, Look, we've left everything and followed you. Jesus said, Truly I tell you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or fields for my sake and for the sake of the good news who will not receive a hundredfold now in this age. Brothers, sisters and mothers and children and fields with persecutions. And in the age to come, and in the age to come, life eternal. But many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Christ. Christ. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, 
our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Righteous Job and a rich young man get things mostly right, but not completely. If he can just find God in the midst of all his distress, Job will plead his case before God and be vindicated. If he can just do the one right thing, a rich man who's kept all of the laws of God since his youth will be granted eternal life. What both fail to understand is that it is not their righteousness or rightness that counts for anything, but only the righteousness and rightness of God. Oh, that I knew where I might find God. I would lay my case before God. He would give heed to me, and I should be acquitted forever by my judge. Good teacher, what must I do? to inherit eternal life. It points to a common human tendency and a common human error, at least for me. Maybe not for you, but at least for me. Most of the time, I want to plead my case before God based upon my righteousness and right, rightness. And forget about the righteousness and right, rightness of God. That's the way it is with me most of the time. How is it with you? Will God save us for God's very own self based on what we have done for good and for right? If our marriage are the counterweights on the balance scale, if our marriage are the counterweight on the balance scale, then I fear that we are lost to God. Job was confident in his own righteousness before God. A rich young man knew that from the time of accountability, he had not broken any one of the laws of God. But in comparison to all that God had done, has done, and will do, it all amounted to nothing. St. Paul said in one of his letters, all that I have done is nothing more than a dung heap in comparison to what God has done for me in his Christ. You can translate that in your own ways. In answer to Job, God gives a litany of his works in creating and sustaining all that is. Where were you when I made the world? What holds up the pillars that support the earth? Who laid the cornerstone, the cornerstone of the world? Do you know, Job, where light comes from or what the source of darkness is? Can you shout orders to the clouds and make them drench you with rain? Who tells the ibis when the Nile will flood, or who tells the rooster when the rain will fall? 
In answer to the righteous and rich young man, Jesus says, Go, sell what you own and give it all to the, all the proceeds to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. And then come and follow me. Well, Job finally comes to understand, I think, that his salvation is not based upon his righteousness, but on the right, rightness and righteousness of God. And God, who has been, is, and all, well, all, all the time will be right and righteous, will vindicate Job. He eventually gets the point. The rich young man does not get the point, at least in the immediate time of that gospel account we heard for today. Later in Mark's gospel, after Jesus prays in Gethsemane and is arrested, after all the disciples leave him and run away, we're told that a certain young man dressed only in a little linen cloth who had been following Jesus <coughs> ran away naked, leaving the cloth behind as he was about to be arrested. Perhaps he is that same rich young man of our gospel for today who had everything, many possessions, and came to have nothing, and yet came to have everything. Perhaps he came to himself from that point in our gospel for today to that end point when he ran away naked, clothed in nothing at all. Perhaps he came to his, to him, his true self, His true self apart from his own possessions and his own deeds as he came to find to follow Jesus as the way to God, the truth of God, and life in God. This is the way it was, possibly was, with Job and a very righteous, rich young man. Job was vindicated and that young man found life not because they were right and righteous but because God is. How is it with you? How is it with me? In last days and with last things I would rather not have to count on me. And I suspect that the same is true for you in last days and with the last things. You probably would rather not to have to count on you. I would rather count on the word and promise of Jesus who said with God all things are possible. And then it follows as the night follows the day that any right response on my part, any right response on your part is merely a thank you to God for God's first and foremost rightness and righteousness. That's how it is with me in some days, though not on all days. That's how it is with me in good days, though not all days are particularly good. How is it with you?
Think on these things. Amen.